Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So, in case you ain't know So, and welcome back to another dope episode of Sports with So So. Coming to you live, y'all. 2022 is here, and Sports with So So is back. This time, we got some heat in action, Dolphins season almost over, Panthers back in their winning ways, and we talk a little national championship for college football. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. Twenty twenty two, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty two. Hey, hey, we back, we back. Sports back. with so so back. Uh, sports with so so back. What's good, so? They don't know. I just dropped a twenty four minute freestyle earlier before we got to pop that in piff. Here. You on that piff these days? It's just that I, it, I do it for fun. You know, the bars just come for. Post, for post, fun. post the link, dog. Exactly. I want to hear some of this. What's going on, dog? Hey, happy New Year, brother! Happy New Year, good to see you, yes, dog. Sir, man, one time for the New Year, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to everybody. Hope you guys had a uh, great New Year's yes. Eve, and you know, got big aspirations and goals like we do for this year. Twenty twenty two is gonna be big for all of us. So feel included when we say, "Let's get it." You know what That's I'm right. saying? Twenty twenty two is gonna be us getting it. Yeah, we just we just found our stride. You know, we just yeah, got our, caught our groove last year. So now. You know, now we're running. This is something that we got to take to the very we're, next level. We're running, you know dog. We're officially running. You know what I mean? That was your break and shit, man. I haven't seen you since. Yeah, it's been know, a minute, doggy. I don't want to say the corniest joke that yeah. everybody says <laughs> associated with the new right. year, but but it's I been a minute. I haven't seen you in a, in a while. In a, it's been a minute. How was um, your Christmas? How was your New Year's? Bro, Christmas was good. Uh, enjoyed it with the fam, uh, with the wife to be. You know what I mean? So it was like always good. Spend time with her um, and my family and my niece and nephew. Like their trip to see them always is always good. And then uh got to play a little bit of golf in between here and there. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Which is really good for me because I hadn't played in a long time and it felt really good to get out there and, and get some real good swings, practice, you know, some of the stuff that coach taught me and stuff and see it work out. It didn't doing? work out that great, but it worked <laughs> out. Nah, for not playing in, in a long time, bro, the other day I shot like a 110 or something like that. Not bad. You know what I'm saying? Could be better. Yeah, of course. That's but, the baseline, bro. That's where you got to work up from. That's 2022. You got to be in the, yeah. you know, you got to be breaking no, the now we're, now we're going to be breaking the 100. You're breaking 100. For sure. For sure. We're going to be breaking the 100. We're there. Yep. We're there. Um, and then the New Year's, bro, got to spend it at my spot, low key. Got to see some fireworks. So I didn't really have to do too much and have to travel too much. So it was dope. That's what's up. Yeah, what you about you, bro? Good view. Yeah, yeah, man. The view is nice, man. So we got to see a lot of fireworks. Right you know there. what I'm saying? It's a whole city down and shit. Bro, uh, it was it was a vibe. Uh, Santa was good to me this year. That's I what's got, up. I got a bunch of cool stuff that I wasn't expecting. You know, shout out to, to my fiance. To the missus. Yeah. Um, and um, we went to Tennessee with the fam. Dope. It was dope. We got to go with the fam, so we got to spend time with them, and we did a whole road trip and all that. It was just the only down part was the fact that it didn't snow. Like, it was nah. like the 60s, bro. It was like yeah. the same weather that we had out. here. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm like, yo, I didn't drive all this way. for not get the not, cold. Yeah. And then as soon as we left, like this weekend, you know, we got back. Monday, they had the snowstorm, and Sheesh. everything is shut down. Like, you can't even get out. Yeah. You have to stay home and shit like that. So, like, it, it, I don't know. I don't even know which one I would have preferred, but we want some cold weather. We want For some sure. snow. Uh, I guess we're going to have to wait now. I mean, bro, it's, you know, it's it's almost like that Miami, and you were like, yo, I want something different. But the moment it, it is snowing or something like that, you're like, all right. 
I only got an hour in me. I got two hours in me. But we don't unless, do that. Exactly. Unless That's you're doing why. an activity, right? You're snowboarding, you're skiing, you're doing some, like, rafting and stuff like that. That's cool, right, when it's snowing because your your body is keeping you warm, right? Right, right. <clears throat> so it's but not that bad. you're just walking around in the cold. Yeah, that that's shit not cool. Fun. That shit's not cool. <laughs> Wind, snow, yeah. your face, no bueno. Yeah, nah, but we're due. But it is we're fun. We're due, man. We're due. We need yeah. it. But yeah, it was good, man. I'm glad to be back, though. It's been Bro, a it, long... Let me know if you haven't, uh, if you got a spot. I know some people in Denver. I can set you up, dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, you I let know. me know. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Let me know. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know myself. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> um, but anyways, no, yeah. I, I, we'll see. We'll see. I wanna. I wanna do something snow related. So the season's still. St- it's. I mean, it's still winter. Yeah. So we still have time, but especially everywhere else except for South Florida. Yeah, where we're still golfing, <laughs> which that's why I look like this right now. I golf today. Hey. Uh, first round. First round. Yeah. First round of the year of 2022. How many? Nice. How many days was that? What day is it today? The fourth. fourth. It took me four days before I played in 2020. Too. That's normal. Is it, I was in there. I was on the, on the first, so I, it's normal. Yeah, I usually play on the first. <laughs> yeah, I, dog. The first, I was in there on the first, so if, it was pretty normal, man. Yeah. Um, but you know what's cool? Uh, uh, we talked about it earlier today, man. That the shoeless course is now a public course. Dog, that blew my mind. Yeah, man. And you know, I had seen it over the weekend. I was like, damn, that's pretty cool because it was always a private course. You had to have your membership. And no, whatnot. no, no. Shoeless was always public, but it was expensive. It was expensive, but now it's a Miami Dade course and yeah. part of Miami Lakes and stuff like that. Oh. So yeah, it's it's gonna. I, I I don't know if it's gonna be on the premier card. You know, remember I how we talked? I don't, I don't think so. But I don't doubt yeah, maybe, it. Maybe I, I mean, it. hopefully they they now. But that would be amazing. Even, that would be dope if Shoeless was on the premier card. Oh yeah, that would I mean, be I'm amazing. Get it again, yeah, the fact that it's right there. I play so much, bro. That it's worth it for. For me to get it, but especially that it's right there. Though. Yeah, the guy was telling me today, the starter, he was telling me that the reason it's not called Shula's anymore is because it was the guy, the estate, Shula's estate, so wanted it. like four million for them to continue using the rights or whatever for the name and all that stuff. And no, they were thanks. like, ah, Miami Lakes, it is. <laughs> that sucks. It's always going to be Shula's. I mean, always, no matter what, you right? Know? But that's cool, man. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, good weather. Yeah, and you know, the heat got an advantage. Right, because they were able to get some of that good weather. They got that home cooking. Ah, we could tell we're rusty, bro. Yeah, that was a great transition right into this smooth. heat segment. It was smooth, <laughs> super smooth. <laughs> Talk to me, dog. Talk to me about the heat because I haven't really been keeping up with them over these last ten days or so. This whole thankfully, break. thankfully, like since we've recorded, right, I've just been able to watch them more and like enjoy the games, right? Enjoy seeing the process, seeing the guys get in there. You know, since we've recorded, the team has gone five and two, won five games, at, like four games at home, and yeah. then we go out on the road. I know road we were doing well at, at home, and I know that Jimmy came back. Right. And then Jimmy got hurt again. Bro, he got hurt last night, and well, Monday night or Sunday. Yeah, yeah no, it was no, Monday it was a night. It was Monday night. No, it was Monday night. It was Monday night. On a weird play, too, man. You know, on a weird play, because he was stepping forward with his left foot, back foot kind of slipped. And then that foot started to buckle, which caused his entire right side to, like, kind of just give in to his ankle. And his ankle just, it looked like almost it was an Achilles pull, like an Achilles pull or, like, a real bad ankle sprain, bro. But I knew it was bad because I was as I was watching it, I was like, there goes our best player, number one. Bam, still out, right? No, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe he can shake it off and it's just a bad sprain. He can use, a you know, like an ankle brace or something like that. Bro, when he got up and he couldn't even put pressure on it, like I was that. like, damn, that's how you know it's a bad sign. Because 
Usually they'll try to take a step on her too, or like yeah, you know walk it off a little hobble, something like that. Maybe walk to the bench, make sure it's straight. But when he asked for his two teammates to help him out to take him back to the bench, that's I was no like, good. "Yo, that's no good. Yeah, man, that's no good." Shit. Yeah. And, right. and even still, you know, the, the Heat. My goal going into that game against Golden State was keep it close. You know, the one game that I can say I was truly upset with is the Sacramento game. The game before, right? The game before. Um, because the Heat had made so many moves, right? We had signed, uh, what was it? One, two, three, four, six guys. Zylan, Shitana, Kyle oh, Guy, Eric Holman, Haywood Highsmith, who has like two last names, but whatever. And old homie Chris Silva. And of course, right. so, yeah, Silva was a the legend name. of all legends, Mario Chalmers. Oh, yeah, Rio. That was a big, that was a big one, too. That, that was right. This was huge because so, of COVID. Because of COVID. They can sign these temporary 10-day contracts, right? It's Correct. called the COVID rule, COVID relief Correct. rule or something like that. Correct. Because and, and then I did see that a part of all that. I think you mentioned his name. I don't know what's his real name, but I, I think everybody's calling him Jack Harlow. This white <laughs> kid that just dominated the other day for us, right? He does look like Jack Harlow a lot. Right? Yeah, yeah. He played yeah. pretty good cow guy did play well man and and cow you could, guy. yeah that's his name um and you can tell like the staff likes him i'm not gonna say that spo really likes him but the staff really likes him because of what he brings to the table he brings a little bit of a spark a little bit of an energy guy on offense you know you can tell he has a lot of confidence in his offensive game so when it comes to like the ball coming to him he's never not sure what to do with it whether it's to drive whether it's to pass it or take the shot he's never not not sure of what to do with the ball when it comes to him on right, offense. Let me ask you a real serious question. Go ahead. Do we have too many white guys on our team? Nah, man. I, I, guess, I think. I guess because we got rid of Dragon, we have room for another always. premier white but, guy. But I've, I, I honestly Three's think about cat, it like though, this. Right? No I, more I'll, than that. For sure. But I've always <laughs> thought about it. I thought about it like this, right? Like. People say that they're not the athletic type, but there have been a lot of dudes that come out that are super course, athletic, right? So when I see that and I'm like, all right, you know, when I don't see it from a guy like Duncan, but I do see it like from a guy like Kyle Guy, I'm like, okay, I'd rather have this guy on the floor for a little bit because athletically, talent-wise, he's going to be able to do a lot more. Right. And that's and that's pure what it is, you know what I mean? Dust, uh, Duncan has been off, yep. off and on. Right, this season. So he hasn't had that wow more, factor. More, more off than on. Yeah, right. But he's been finding his rhythm little by little. But you can tell that the Heat, again, were, were very short-staffed because they had to sign all these guys. They end up having a game postponed against San Antonio, right? Um, because they only had six guys. And NBA rule says you got to have at least eight guys to play a game. Right. So that game got postponed. And since that game, the Heat have really been able to – Kind of find a groove, right? Okay. They had all those wins at home. Then they left on the road. They still got a, a, a road victory. But then we have that bad mishap against San, uh, Sacramento in the last literally seconds of the game. Okay, where, is that where, what happened? It was so, a close one? So the game was close, right? Back and <clears throat> forth. This and the, that's that. the first game of the road trip, right? Was Correct. Was that the Sacramento game? Correct. Um, and And... When it gets down to crunch time, I always expect our guys to have better composure, right? Or at least better um, mental strength, right? To be like, okay, let me not mess up when it's clutch time. 
right? Don't give away a stupid foul. If the guy shoots, don't foul the shooter. Things like that. Like, don't step, like, push a guy out of bounds. Keep your hands up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. little things like that where you're like, don't. Literally the little things. The little things where you're like, let's not cost the game on this. If right. Buddy hits a shot, then he, he hits, hits a shot, shot and we walk out of yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? Maybe let, we got to make them beat us. We can't beat ourselves. Correct. Right. When I saw us give up that foul with like point four or four seconds left, I was like, yo, what are we? doing because that's not like heat basketball at all and i'm sure that spo was super pissed you know what i mean super pissed and i would have been super pissed too because again that's a defensive breakdown that is purely mental has nothing to do with like a physical attribute where somebody got bullied in the post right you got caught in a mismatch where a point guard got caught in the pain or shooting guard nah that didn't happen it was just a scramble and you didn't have the awareness to not foul in that situation we give up the foul, they knock down free throws, and then boom, game's over. And that shit sucks because that kind of, like, killed the momentum that we a had. A team that we should beat. A team that we should beat, right? Because Sacramento is a bad basketball team. We can just straight up say that, right? Yep. And it's no they've this to coaching them. coaching issues. They, right. They've had players that are disgruntled and don't show up to practice that, and don't want to play. For me, that, that franchise has always been a mess since, like, the once Vladi and Weber were out of there. Right. That team went to shambles. That whole organization went to shambles. But that's just whatever. That's Sacramento's problem. For me, like, that game really killed the momentum because we were on a good streak. We had guys playing big, right? Hero had been averaging 20 points per game in his last 10 games. Uh, We've been getting huge games from Yurtz, right? He's been getting 17, 16, 13, 14, 15, 12, 13 rebounds. Ever since he's averaging 20 minutes per game, this guy has been stepping up. Stepping up in place of Bam. <clears throat> no, not only that. Just, like, stepping up and saying, I'm going to not only be there, I'm going to take advantage. I'm going to put up double-doubles. That guy had, like, 22. Yeah, exactly. He's our other big uh, guy. So, 22 PJ points. Tucker is not, not picking up 12, 13 rebounds. Right, but neither. You know, what I'm saying nobody's is, like. Nobody's doing that. <clears throat> what I'm saying is, like, Bam wasn't really scoring 22 points per game, right? Big Year had that had that game where he scored 22 points. Deadman hadn't had that game yet. You know right, what I mean? Right, so, like, right. <clears throat> excuse me. We're getting something out of Big Year that nobody else saw coming. And we talked about it early in the year where it was like, damn, if we do get something out of this guy with Bam here, that really puts the Heat in a, in a real positive position because then we have two guys that we can really use to defend the paint in any which way. Right? I, I want to see them on the floor together. It's going to be amazing to see those guys to together. See, to see him at the five and Bam at the four, the true four, which and I'm not he saying, should be playing. Right. And I don't think that, like, I really think that'll help Bam, like you said, because that's his natural position. Playing that small four, right, where you're more athletic and probably right. stronger than the guy that you're facing at that four, right. right, instead of banging and clanging with a guy who has you by 20 pounds. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and that then, <clears throat> no, then it just opens up so much more for them. I mean, as far as like now Bam can defend on the outside, he can you know, he can defend pretty much any position on the outside and then yeah. you have you're in the middle just holding it down. You know, if anything gets past it, Bam, you got him just standing over everybody. Absolutely. So And and again, like <sighs> for me, I really think like having these guys step up throughout the season, Yurt, Martin, um, Kyle Guy. Uh, what's this other dude? Strews. Strews. Max Strews. Right. Uh, what's the, you said Caleb Martin already. Caleb uh, Gabe Martin. Vincent. Gabe Vincent. Yeah, the, uh, the unsung all, heroes. All, all, the unsung heroes of the Heat, right? These guys have really been stepping up at different parts of the season, game in, game out, to really help us stay afloat. Because what we've done in the absence of 
Kyle Lowry having an amazing season, right? He's been doing great, creating an offense that shows in his near double-digit assist, right? His but leadership, he, I think. And his, his leadership. His best attribute so far mm-hmm. this season. But we haven't got that offensive spark, the right? The offensive spark in the form of points. Everything else is great, but yeah. we haven't seen that point number being, be that high. But we've been seeing it from Hero, right? We get it from He's Hero. Up the slack there, yep. Missing Jimmy for damn near a month. Now he's going to be out for like another, what, week, two weeks at least? Well, how much longer is Bam? I wanted to ask you that. Well, it's fun. You know what? I wanted to ask you something. If you're supposed to, right, and they tell you, okay, Bam will be ready in about two to three weeks, that's right around the time that the All-Star break is going to be coming around. Well, All-Star break is February 20th. So if you're telling me from today, January the 5th, and you're talking about three weeks away, he'll be ready by the end of the month, which gives him a solid three weeks to to come back and, and get into, you know, some sort of conditioning, some sort of shape, so that, that way he's not just brand new after All-Star break. For sure. But would you rather him wait till All-Star break at that point? Is what you're arguing? Kind of. I kind of would want to wait at least till February to Bro, see how he practices. Thumb, as I soon as they clear that. him, bring him back. I I understand that hits his thumb, Doug, but that's a crucial part to how he holds on to the nah, ball. Bro. He needs to make sure nah, he's back dog. out of condition. He nah, needs to nah, get back nah, out nah, of nah, game nah. speed. He needs to get you know acclimated before. After All-Star break, that's it. That's the home stretch after All-Star break. That's the run for the playoffs Big already. Dog. So we got to make sure he's ready and primed to go. What did you say the injury was? His thumb. Okay. What does that got to do with his conditioning? What do you mean? Zero. I mean, he doesn't have. Zero. He hasn't been playing. How long now? It's been what? A but month? what I'm saying is like, it, it, the he only doesn't thing, have that that game speed. The, I, the, I get that it. Recent, I get know? that. I get that. But conditioning wise, conditioning wise, yeah, Bam still- being in his young age and prime, like young prime, he should be able to come back. Should. And just, like, as far as conditioning goes, right? Yeah, you kind of hold them back a little bit to be like, I'm not going to put you out there to exhaust yourself, right? I'm going to manage your minutes in order to check that. But I expect this guy to come back and hit the ground running, dog. That's what what I'm saying. But I'd rather be cautious and see how he practices first before throwing him out there. You know what I'm saying? And not just saying, like, oh, I get two practices in you and you're and you're good. He's going to have to get used to banging and clanging and having people swipe at that arm, hit at the hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because yeah. people are going to know that he has that injury. Yeah. So it's not going to be, like, that quick, fast. I don't think he's going to be able to play with a brace because no, of course well, not. that shit looks weird as hell. And he's going to be – I've seen he, it before. I'm sure he's fine already. I'm sure of it. I'm sure. He had, it wasn't a major surgery. You know, it was something simple. Sure, you left because baby hooks. just needed time to heal, and I think he's had more than enough time to heal now at this point. You we'll know? see. We'll see. I think, we'll being, see. I think they've been precautionist enough. I'm uh, for sure. I think Bam comes back before the end of the month. I hope so, man. Because I, we really could have used them in the game like yesterday against the Warriors, yeah. right? So talk uh, to me. Yeah, that was a way too late of a game. Talk to me about <laughs> that, dog. So the game was pretty much close for the Heat, right? We kept Curry in complete shutdown mode. The guy was only what three of seventeen, had nine points in the entire game. Didn't only had two threes or one three for the entire game. So we did an excellent job of shutting him down, right? And and those second to third options. Because even Draymond Green was kept in check. He had, I think, like 16 points. What about Wiggins and them, though? I mean, they had to Wiggins had a good game. He had had 18 points. He played well. Um, But the guy that we couldn't stop was Jordan Poole, man. He was on fire. 
on good. fire, dude. Yeah, man, he was he twelve of seventeen from the field, bro. And it was like, I wonder what that was in three point for him because he yeah. pulls up from deep. Yeah, he does, dog. And and again, he ended up scoring thirty two points to lead the Warriors, and <laughs> that's at, rough. It came down to make a difference, and especially at the time that we lost Jimmy, right? Because we lost Jimmy, we were right after that he gets out, right? We don't know if he's coming back into the game. Obviously, it looks bad. And then Hero makes a layup or a shot. We're down four, and we're like, okay, in the third quarter coming up. We're going to jump into this fourth quarter right into it, and it never got closer than that. And, again, we only lost by, like, six, seven points or whatever. I think five it points, was five, yeah. Five points. In the end. Which is not a lot. And I was, exp- and if I told myself, all right, we keep Curry in check, but we only lose by five points, yeah, that's kind of like a disheartening loss because you kind of expect to win the games that Curry doesn't play well in. Right, right, yeah, I get that. But it is on the back-to-back of a road trip. Um they're they're one of the best teams in the one, NBA. The best team in the NBA. They have my the best record still. I I, I think so. I think you would you can check. You you would have to double check. But in my opinion, they're the best team in the NBA because of how they play and how Curry is playing right now. That guy's playing at an elite elite level that even by his standards are something to be like remarkable. Best, remarkable. Best record in the league now, twenty nine and seven. Yeah, and they and they were at home, dude. So again, that's not a place that we usually go in there and win, especially recently since they've had Curry. Um, I don't know, man. It's a it's not a bad loss, right? The Kings lost. I mean, is a, a bad loss, loss is always bad, but yes, when there's there's weight that you can put on them, you know, you consider that first one against the Kings. Like that's the one knowing you have Golden State on the horizon. Right, it's like we need this game to start this road trip because the Golden State one is tough. You know, yeah, for sure, and uh, and I feel like the West. Coast road trip for us are always hard as games compacted in, right? We play Sacramento. Okay, uh, we would have played San Antonio, right? Which they're a bad team, okay, but we would have had to beat a bad team and then beat another bad team in Sacramento before facing the number one team in the NBA, which is the Warriors, right? Playing a really tough team in in Portland because they have Damian Lillard, even though they don't have um, McCollum who has that punctured lung or whatever. But then again, playing Saturday against Phoenix, and then again going on the road against Atlanta. To come back home onto the East Coast. So you're playing hard teams on the West Coast, on the road, and expecting to get dubs every single night that you're out there. And that's really rough, especially when, again, when we know what we're talking about. It's like beating a damn drug. But Jimmy's being hurt is really critical to this team. For sure. You know what I mean? And it's and it's hurting us in the worst way because he goes, it's like he comes back and then he goes down. He comes back and then he goes back down. At least Bam shit was something that was like... He's going to be out for this He's going to be out for X amount of time, and he'll be back. And it's yeah. like, okay, cool. Once he's back, he's back. Right. You know? And everybody else has been stepping up. Like I said, there's no way that he get to a 23-15 and 15 record without having other people step up. Yeah. There's, like, just no way around it. And we're fourth in the East right now. Fourth in the East. Chicago's number one. Yep. Behind them, Brooklyn. DeMar which DeRozan has been playing. Amazing. MVP status, back right? Back-to-back game winners. Oh, yeah. He's, like, the on, first one to do that ever. Dude, you saw that, right? Yeah, he, dude. He hit the game winner on New Year's, on the eve, on the 31st. Right. And then on New Year's Day, he hit another Sick. game winner to win it. I've always oh, thought God. that he's been a, a really good basketball player, man. Oh, for sure. Always thought that. For sure. That guy was a really good basketball player. Um but they're, he's playing really well. Chicago's playing really well. They're in the number one spot. You got Brooklyn at number two, which we expected to be in a top three seed, right? And then we got the other team that we expected to be in a top three seed, which is Milwaukee. And then we're right behind them. Right. 
So even with all our trials and tribulations and the, the injuries, Bam, Lau, Jimmy's off and on, Duncan not having a great season, Hero missed a couple of games. We're still in a pretty good spot. We're still in a good spot. We're finding ways to win with guys, finding guys to win us games. All those guys that we mentioned are unsung heroes. Those guys are really what has been keeping the heat, not even afloat, really pushing forward. Because there are teams behind us that are playing terrible. Boston, Philadelphia, um, Atlanta, super inconsistent. Uh, New York, super inconsistent. All those teams have been struggling. And they don't really have big-time injuries that you look at one team, you're like, geez, they're missing this guy? That really hurts. You know what I'm saying? Except for Ben Simmons. Maybe him, right? And, I don't understand what that's going still, on with that guy. Still, but that's their problem. That's Philadelphia's problem, right? 100 mil, dog. That's crazy. That's it's a lot a, of cheddar. It's a lot of money, dog. It's a lot that's of a, money. That's life change. That's generational wealth. It's, yeah, bro. Big time. Big time. It's, it's a lot of money. And, and those are the type of situations that are holding those type of teams back. Us, on the other hand, we're really rising to the occasion and taking advantage of a lot of the things that we have in, in mind. I hear the cable, yeah. Oh, shit, <laughs> that's what right, that was. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and when our line's been going for. No, nah, I don't know. But it's... It's something that the Heat are, have been dealing with really well. And, and thankfully, you know, after this road trip. It's been a grind. It's definitely been a grind. It's these first, how many games has it been already? 40 or so, something like that? Yeah. 40 yeah, some yeah. odd games. It's been a grind. Uh, 38. You know, to, lose, to lose Bam, to lose Jimmy. You know, we've lost Hero on a couple instances and stuff. And we've had to have other guys step up. Um, but like I said, it's getting down now to the nitty gritty. You know, we got less than two months for the All-Star break. We got to really crank put ourselves it. in a really good position for for that you know that that's that home stretch. We got to crank it. We got to crank it up to the maximum, and it starts right now. You yep. play Portland on Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Go out there and beat them. That's a bad team, right? You can go out there and beat them. Yeah, they have talent. Yeah, they have Dame Lillard. Obviously, he's nasty. That team has some talent. But we can. But we, we can, can go them. in there and beat them. No they're, problem. They're not expecting us to win. Correct. You have two days rest: Thursday, Friday, before we play Phoenix on Saturday. Go out there and put up a good performance. Even if Jimmy doesn't play, go out there and put up a good performance to really put yourself in a position where you say, we got something out of this road trip. Not just go 500. We got something out of right. this road trip, we, right? We built we, off of something. Win that extra game. Let's beat Atlanta, right? Come back to the East Coast, beat Atlanta, and then next thing you know, we face them at home again. Is it hard to say? It's not going to be easy. You know, it's not easy, means. but I feel like that's the thing that they have to do to really put Bounce themselves back. in that upper echelon. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, put yourself, give yourself that extra separation. But we need Jimmy back, bro. Uh, we do. We need we Bam. Do. We need Bam. We need, we need them both. We need those and guys. You know what? Time. While we're at it, what? throw in Oladipo. Yeah. That's it's he, about that time. He's, he's, he's coming soon. Be, he's lingering. Uh, for sure, bro. And, and every, I feel like every time we talk about him, it's like talking about a free agent in soccer where it's like, oh, we're rumored to get him in the free season, in the offseason in January. He's coming back, you know? Right. And it's like, he's going to be a free agent pickup almost, right? Where it's like, okay, we got a guy here who's been in house for over a little bit over a year, like eight months, 10 months, whatever. Is he going to be able to contribute? Is he going to be able to come back healthy? Is he going to be ready to seamlessly integrate with the rest of the team? And how how's it going? Because it's not just come in and make it about Oladipo. No, right. Come in and fit in with the rest of the unsung heroes. Right. Maybe be their leader. You know what I mean? You got to prove yourself again. And you got to prove yourself again and really take that that as a challenge to say, this is what I'm about. You know what I mean? And I want to be here. Because... It, if you do do that, then you almost solidify a spot with yourself in the team with Spo, right? Because Spo is always going to see that and say, okay, this guy's coming back from an injury. He's finding hard to be here. He's putting up good performances. Let's keep him around. 
Oladipo would be an amazing keep if he can reach that level that we know he can reach. If he does that or gets anywhere close to that, then shit, man. We're, I, I feel like the Heat are going to be extra dangerous. Extra dangerous come playoff time. And and again, it would be a helpful guy to have right now when when you have injuries and when you have things like COVID affecting games. Oh, yeah. That's definitely 2022, baby. We yeah, are man. still in it. You yeah. know, we still have a chance at... You know, this championship yeah, for the Heat. Bro. Yeah, bro. But there's uh, another South Florida team whose uh, championship <laughs> aspirations just uh, vanished this past Sunday. Well, you know, we say it's 2022, brand new year, but it's the same old Dolphins, right? Same old story, same old hope, oh, same man. old. It's tough, man. It's tough because, you know, everybody, you know, we were all kind of like, when's this run kind of. Chico, end? let your emotions out right now. Man. Let <laughs> we, them out. We, we all thought that. You know, we're like, we were all kind of like, when is this run going to end? Like, are we going to do the impossible and win our last, you know, what was it, nine games in total? Because we would have needed, we were, I think, on a seven game win streak. At which first team to do that, to lose seven games in a row in a season and win seven games in a row. Nobody's Crazy. ever done that. So Dolphins. shout out to that's, us with the weird ass stat. That's, that, that would be <laughs> the type a of Dolphin. record that the Dolphins get. Yo, we own that. But, we lost but, seven and then won seven. But you know, we needed Sheesh. we needed we knew we needed to go into uh Tennessee, who was fighting for, you know, the, the number one no, spot. Let's start before and, that in, in New Orleans, you know, a must oh, a must a while. must it's win been, game right, in we New had Orleans. Monday night game. So you and I didn't talk after that. Yeah, no, we had talked episode. right after the Jets victory. So that we we go up there, we beat the Jets. It wasn't pretty. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? It yeah. wasn't pretty. And then we were talking about how that Monday night game is a big game because right. a lot of the, you know, it's a primetime game. People are going to be watching us. Other Forgot teams. about that game. Yeah, we won that game. It was uh, ugly. It was ugly, ugly. But defensively, we had that pick six. Um, I think it was Needham. Was it Nick Needham that had the yeah, pick six? Yeah. So shout out to, to start him. the game. Yeah, that was huge. And then we just kind of managed to uh, you know walk out of there with the win. It was kind of an ugly win, but it, it, it left some questions going into Tennessee the following week. Absolutely, because we ended up beating the Saints twenty to three. But it wasn't uh, offensive performance. It was more of a defensive defensive performance. Right, we had that pick six by Needham in the first uh, couple of plays of the game where he's able to bang, you know, start really put the Dolphins on a good foot forward. But even after that. The, the Dolphins offense really struggled the entire first half to even get going, right? Things that we've talked about like earlier today, time of possession. You know, we look at time of possession and sometimes it's very even in games that we play in, but that doesn't really necessarily tell the whole story because a lot of those drives are three-minute drives, four-minute drives, five-minute drives. Rare are those occasions where we have an eight-minute drive and it turns into a score, a touchdown. Or a nine-minute drive turns into a touchdown or a field goal or whatever. But against the Saints, you... You know, granted, they have an amazing defense, probably the number one defense in the NFL, um, some would say. But we, we were kind of expecting it to find some type of rhythm. And we really couldn't get anything going. Tua didn't look that great. He was um, 9 of 26, 198 yards, one touchdown, one pick. And, again, he, he throws a pick. We hate seeing him throw picks, right? And you could kind of say, well, at least he was going for it, right? It was a deep throw that he was trying to find um water down the middle and it was a, just an overthrow right it's so and we're gonna get to talking about two later on but oh yeah for sure right um but in that game itself he bounced back because then he dropped a 40 yard dime on the tight end um for a big completion that and ultimately ended up in a scoring right so 
the offense was able to get something out of it where we took a couple of chances, but not enough chances to really put the defense on their heels, right? Yeah. So we really relied on our defense to get eight sacks that game, which is crazy, right? And get another interception to pretty much seal the game yeah. and, and and run a, allow us to run out the clock. No, and we that game we controlled the ball more. I yeah. mean, we had the ball thirty three minutes to their twenty six and some change, and then you know our defense when they were on the field for those twenty six minutes or whatever, it, they they played stout, man. They played great. You know, yeah. three points. I mean, that's basically a shutout. We only let them get three points. Mind you, we were facing a third string quarterback. I totally respect. But that. they totally still have Camara. They, they got Camara. Right. You know what I mean? Who who who? He's a talent, you know. He's they, an amazing. I have him on my talent. team. He was a little lackluster this year, but it's not him. It's the, the team. Offense, it's right. that offense. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, they were having some issues with COVID. They were missing their their starters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, for us to just shut them out, you know, that way, and you know, eight sacks, like you said, the interception, the pick six, they they played great. But then now coming into Tennessee, which this is the guy I want to talk about, and that's why I jumped so so quick, so quick into it, because I mean, it's the most recent one, recency bias, right? And I, I, I it just it ruined our season literally like that's it like our for hopes sure. are gone for and sure. it, you look at the time of possession there and it was flipped they had the ball for about 34 minutes and we had it for about 26 minutes or so and it was a constant all right dolphins explosive play on the first play you know a great run duke johnson 10 yards up the middle 15 yards untouched or a nice pass to Devontae parker to get us started for 20 yards Devonte parker and man. then the next two plays were either like a trick play or like just a horrible play call or Tua. Messing up a throw. Yeah. And we had several third and long situations. I don't know how many third and eight, third and nine, third and tens we had. Well, that's we like, couldn't convert any of them. No, because it's like being in third and 20. Exactly. Whenever we're in third and eight, third and nine, it's like, all right, we might as well be in third and 20. Let's, exactly. let's see what we can run here. And then we were just calling some, some like, in my opinion, like, Real there's questions place. right now around the offensive coordinator and, and what's going on there with the play calling. Because there was some really suspect plays. Like, we I forgot, I think Waddle finally had his best play of the game. Right, mm. like we like a great throw down the right. middle, like or whatever, like it was a bomb, and Tua made a nice throw, good catch, good connection, and then the very next play was like a double reverse with Tua type, like a trick play, like a double, yeah, like a double jet sweep, or I don't know what, like I'm like, why, why wouldn't you just go to the ground, like give the ball to Duke Johnson? That, not even that, bro. Again, so he was running. He when he he had a bunch of I think three or four good. 10-yard chunk runs, a 15-yard chunk runs. Like, bro, put the ball on the ground. Play, beat Tennessee at their game. The know, thing even is, though we don't have that, it's, it's working. Until he gets stuffed repetitively, why are we doing one with these trick plays? The thing is this, right? And this is where we have to start to analyze the game, right? Offensively, there's not a focal point. There's not one thing that the Dolphins are known for offensively. We're not known for running the ball. We're not known for passing. We're not known for this, that, and the yep. other. Yep. We're not known for anything as far as offensive identity goes, right? Because even right now, if I would ask you who's the offensive coordinator or even ask anybody or anybody on the Dolphins' offense, for a matter of fact, yo, who's calling the plays this week? They're going to be like, I don't know, um, quarterback coach maybe? You get what I'm saying? So, like, there's a lot of... Um, uncertainty in the offensive side of the football where there's no leadership, there's no control, there's no vision, there's no type of, I don't know, I don't want to say authority, but there's nobody really controlling what's happening or who's responsible for the offense. It's a split. And it's so apparent that this team could have been so much better, right? I'm not saying one of the best teams in the NFL or whatnot, 
but they definitely could have been at least two games better, three games better, right? Where you're like, geez, compete because the defense is at least doing its job where they're getting third and third stop, third down stops and stuff like that, forcing teams to punt, right. making big plays, interceptions, fumbles, recoveries. The defense has done that. Are we an elite defense? No, we are not. No, we are not because we gave up. We just gave up thirty four points or what? Thirty points? Yeah, but I mean, points you know what, man? No, no, no. We're I, not, I, I, we're put, not. I don't put that on the defense. Though I do put that on the defense too, because again, at the end of the day, Ryan Tannehill's only threw the ball eighteen times. So if you're telling me that Tennessee is running the ball all over us, tackle, tackle. It's that simple, and they ran it on us, dog. They straight no, they up, they, they straight up ran it on us. They so ran that's, it down our throat. That's on the D. They you also know had, saying? you know, the one the one touchdown was like a tw- the twenty yard touchdown from Dante Foreman, I think, early on in like the, the first half, I think, where he broke out, right? And then late in the game, they had another big rushing touchdown, touchdown. from the other running back. Hilliard or whatever yep. he broke but out it, for like 40, 50 But that's yards, so. them wearing us down. That, that last one, I, I take away that yardage and that touchdown because that's already at the end of I the guess. game. Like it's like the, like there was just tired, bro. At that point, you know, they, they, it's tough when you're going out there, you're doing your job, turning the ball over, doing you know whatever it takes to, to you know get that ball right. back, and then your offense goes out there. Three plays, four plays, and then now I got to get back on the field. I get it's it. It's like, bro, I need a break. You need to, you need to develop a drive, move the ball down the field, and then we For had sure. we barely had any chances, man. We had you know um, on so Tua was another reason he had a horrible game, arguably his worst game of the season, in my opinion. For sure, um, I think he was eighteen for thirty eight or something yeah. like that. Yeah, he was less than two hundred yards. He yep. had the pick two hundred five, no touchdowns, int. That's no good. That's no boy. Uh, he had a bad game. He had ma- he made really bad decisions. He didn't. He took too long to get rid of the ball, and a couple instances I remember, number one, one that cost us points because um, the, the field goal, and I'll get to that in a second, but essentially we were in field goal position, and he takes a sack, a bad sack. A terrible sack. Get rid of the ball. What are you doing? You see it coming. Get rid of the ball. Well, And he doesn't. We get out of field goal range, uh-huh. and it hits the crossbar. The other one that I didn't like what he did there was we were in the end zone. We were backed up because they were putting us back in the end zone all game, mm-hmm. and then... He rolls out, and he could have ran for six, seven, eight yards, and he throw, almost throws a pick. It's not, it's not even a – you know, you mentioned, like, oh, his decision-making is bad. At this point, it's not his decision-making. It's just how he tries to be accurate. His main thing was being accurate, being accurate, being accurate. And in this game against Tennessee, granted, it was cold – was a little wet out there yeah, or whatever. But guess what, bro? That's regular football. That's regular football weather, man. You know what I mean? We play in the rain all the time down here in Miami. So he lost the ball. If, if on you can't, yeah, you know, like two back. fumbles and like recover the fumble. And, this, and it's just showing me, like, dog, at, at what point are you going to show me that you have playmaking abilities, right? Tua, at no point did I see him in the game try to scramble, run for a first down, slide, whatever. We saw it in the Jets game where he had that one little run over the dude and everybody was super hyped about right. it. Ah, whatever. Do that Ooh, more. Do that more often. Shake you know you bake. don't have the O-line. You can't, you can't stay back there. Are you you have me, to make a move. Right? Are you telling me that you're not, maybe you're not as athletically gifted as a Kyler Murray, but you're telling me you can't run around like him and find three seconds for space? Or knowing how your offensive line is bad, just take the snap and run out. Man, he was making some bad throws, too. I don't know if those are the reins. Those are things that I'm like, all right, Tua, I have a lot of respect for you. You're probably a good – I know you're a good kid, and you probably can be better in some degree, but right now, you're not the answer. 
And and that's the point that I saw in the game because I was watching this game as a quote-unquote fan, right? I wasn't, like, watching it like, all right, sports were so-so, let me get my notes down, try to hit, keep figures. Nah, I was looking as a fan, and I was just seeing to say, okay, which areas do we need improvement in? Definitely offensive line, for, for sure. sure. Wide receivers, for sure, right? Need, it, Waddle needs help. I mean, he, we he got needs help. He needs one other good receiver. Bro, there's no way he's the only one putting up Devontae, 10 catches, Devontae 92 Devontae yards not. against the Saints with a touchdown. He's the only one that's, again, constantly running his routes where he's open. At Dev- least he's Devontae, open. Devontae, he ain't doing it, man. He ain't doing in, it. He cost us a penalty. He got in the Fuller, rest face. Fuller, Pafuera. Parker, Pafuera. Wilson, Pafuera. Um, what's the other Preston dude? Williams. Pafuera. I want all those guys out of there. We need, like, clean we house. Need, well, I don't need something new because our tight ends are getting it done. And then, so O-line, receivers, and? Well, even the tight end, because it depends on what Gasicki wants. If that guy comes out here and says, hey, you got to pay me crazy money, it's like, Papa, I, nah, I'll, but I'll I, see I you I like later. our other, I mean, we have a good and tight I like end Holland. core. We I, have Holland. We have Shaheen. I like all those guys. Smythe, all those guys. Can, those three can guys can easily get it. Easily catch, easily block, no problem. Holland, so, Holland is a, good, is a real if, good player. Again, I'm not like, I'm not 100% sold on Gusecki for the right price. I would love to keep him for the right price. Right. Right. Um, so in, in those areas, I'm watching, and I'm like, yeah, bro, against the Saints. I'm like, yeah, we need no, we definitely need help here in the worst way. And then I'm watching this Tennessee game, and I'm like, yeah, we definitely, definitely need help in that quarterback position too. Because right now, mm-hmm. there's there's no way that... I don't, I don't feel that way necessarily. Let me tell you why. I can't though. agree with No, let me that. tell you why. Let me tell you I why. I understand why you're feeling that nah, way. it's but not even feeling. I just, I'm disappointed with the performance, especially, I mean, we were rolling. This, you, can't, you can't take away, you know, because of the one loss, the fact that this kid led us literally to seven victories but in a row. But it's not one loss, Joel. It, I mean, he was hurt at the beginning of the year. That, mm-hmm. Nobody saw that coming. There was a couple of bad games with Jacoby in there. But once Tua got settled in, we did go on a seven-game run, bro, okay. where we, we figured out ways to win. All right. This is a bad game, and I'm not happy with it, and I don't want to see an, another repeat of this. But Obviously. It's, it's, I can see why you're concerned. But let I'm me not, ask you I'm this. not jumping off Tua's ship let, yet. Let me ask you this, Doc. Let me ask you this. Right. What I'm not, and I'm not encouraging people to jump off Tua's ship. What I'm saying is, like, don't look at that ship to be – Something that is going to turn into a mega ship, right? He is what he is, is what I'm saying. He is what he is, and he showed us that. Because even in that so seven... So you think he's hold plateaued on, hold on. in his, in even, his skill? Even, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is this. In those seven games, right? Those The uh, seven-game win streak, right? right because right. we're going to give him credit for those things, right? For those wins. He's been playing. He was a quarterback. You're going to get the credit. Did he win, actually win any of those games for us? Like, hey, two-minute drill... We're down three. We're down four. We need a touchdown. Go get it. Nah. Let's see. <clears throat> no, no, no. Go check. Check. Because the answer is no. Right. Because if if he would have, we would have talked about it. And a lot of the two haters would have had to eat whatever their words were and just say, well, damn, look, he just showed out that he can do this. And my point in saying that, dog, is like he's showing us that his – his ceiling is what it is, right? He's not going to be a Russell. He's not going to be a, a Watson. He's not going to be a Mahomes. He's not going to be a Kyler Murray. He's not going to be those guys. He's just not. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that he's not going to be a Herbert. He, obviously, Herbert is already showing that he's way better than Tua, right? I'm just saying, like, he's not going to be the one to make or break the, the offense. 
We, we see it because Waddle has been consistent the entire year. Whether it's Brissett or two at quarterback, Waddle's still running his routes. He's still getting open. He's still beating defenses. He's still reading defenses. Kind of the evaluation we were talking about where you look at a guy and you're like, hell yeah, this guy could play for anybody and in anybody's team and start over anybody. Waddle's one of those guys. Tua's not one of those guys. There's a bunch of teams that would love to have Tua, right? And we and we should be happy that we have a guy like Tua. But we can't look at him and say, yeah, this is definitely the guy he's going to be in two years. You get what I'm saying? Like, there's no guarantee for that. We can hope and say, based on, like, his attributes and the little flashes that we've seen here and there, his peak is, boom, right here. But it's never going to be, bam, Grand Slam. At this point, we would have seen it already. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that that makes him a bad quarterback, but I don't think that makes him the savior. I don't think that makes him the difference maker here. He can start here because we've won with quarterbacks like in that era, right? Um, what's to do with the big nose? Uh, Fiedler. Jay Fiedler. Jay Fiedler won a bunch of games down here. Tannehill won a bunch of games down here, right? And those were quarterbacks that we looked at and were like, yeah, we could win with him. As long as our defense is good and we have talent on the outside, we got a good running game and the O-line is straight, we could win. And I feel that way about Tua. But do I think that next year, if we had the same O-line and Tua's still back there, do I think that we're going to win 12 games off of Tua's back? I would say no. So my question to you is then... Because it sounds like you're pretty much done with Tua. That's the sentiment I'm, I'm getting here. No, I'm not done with Tua. If the Dolphins are also done with Tua, well, what's the plan now? The, I mean, we got one more game against the Patriots, so most that'll do is just bragging rights for us to say we swept them. Correct. And went 4-2. And, two and lower them in the seeding for the and, playoffs, and right? screw them over, right? Yeah, you know, so I'm down still for something that. To I'm play so down for that. I'm hoping Tua but, goes out there and hey, throws if, 250. <laughs> if it doesn't happen, Tua has another performance like he just had against, against the... Um, the Titans, and that's going to raise questions then. I mean, moving forward, you're, you're, yeah. you're saying there's two years already. We've seen enough of what we're going to see. We've seen the flashes. There aren't enough flashes there for for us to say he's our franchise quarterback. Do the Dolphins jump ship and start looking for a new quarterback in this draft coming up or right out with Tua and try to trade him? Well, here's the thing, right? A lot of talk has been happening in regards to the draft, how there's not a lot of – quarterback prospects that are even worth it. So I don't think that they'll try to address it that way. But we know that the Dolphins have, or at least somebody within the Dolphins organization has said, we need to upgrade the quarterback position. Whether it's Watson, let's try to figure out what happens with Rodgers, let's see what happens with Russell. You know what I mean? Like, there are a couple of quarterbacks that may be out there that the Dolphins could say, hey, we'll throw you $150 million right now, bro. Come come hang out while we teach our guy who we think is going to be our future how to play in the NFL. Meanwhile, you go out there and try to win us some playoff games and take us there. That's how I think the Dolphins are going to address the situation. Right now, maybe it doesn't make sense to draft a, a, another quarterback. A, because there's none really out there in the draft where you're like, yeah, this is the guy we could have, right? And B, because... You don't necessarily want to waste a high draft pick on on another quarterback unnecessarily, right? right. Because if you can approve that through the through the free agency, then you do it that way. Especially in this rare free agency that we're going to see this offseason where a guy like Russell Wilson is going to be pretty much available. You know, a guy like Aaron Rodgers is going to be pretty much available. Like, 
It's it's crazy. Yeah, but I, don't, I don't know. Even I, the thing, even the, the rumors with the shot Watson. I don't know if Dolphins if, are if, the if, suitors for them. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this much. I'm Let not, me ask you this. I'm not done with Tua. Good. Me neither. No matter what happens this Sunday against the Patriots, right. win or lose, I think he absolutely deserves the reins moving into next season. I think the Dolphins owe him to put the pieces around him. Mm. Meaning they need to figure out that offensive coordinator situation. Oof. We can't have this split coordinator. We need nope. to bring in an offensive coordinator that understands Tua's game, understands his strengths, understands his weaknesses, and can develop a system that will benefit him, that he can strive in. Because right now, our system, it's not friendly to Tua's game. The problem game. is that the guy who can do that is Lincoln Riley, and he's currently <laughs> coaching there's, in college football. He's not the only beautiful football mind out there, okay? There's plenty of other people out there. So we got to – that's number one. Right. Number two is we got to strengthen up that O-line. That O-line, we need to make a signing. We need to draft big in the, in the first round this hey. year for that. So we, something needs to happen there. And – the other thing is, so this is what I would like ideally. We get a new offensive coordinator right. to, to, to all those points that I just made about Tua's game. Okay. Secondly, we get a couple pieces on the offensive line that we dire we okay. need right away okay. to protect Tua, but then we go out and we sign a big-name running back or draft potentially a big-name running back in this year's draft. I would rather do that. Because we need the run game. We cannot yeah. continue to, to 40. I mean, he, he threw the ball 38 times. I don't need Tua throwing the ball 38 times. No. We don't need the two no, of them. Even though he's no. accurate, yeah, he wasn't accurate this past game. He, I'd rather him be 16 of 20. Going into that game, he was the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. Correct, Seven, like 79%. Now yeah. he screwed that up with this game. But, you know, and everybody's <laughs> like, oh, but yeah, he's just passing it 10 yards. Like, no, dude, he throws the ball downfield too. But that's just the offensive coordinator. Like, what the play calls that they're making, they're trying to do these crazy, you know what I mean, plays when they, they shouldn't be. Like, it's like you should be picking up small yardage, six, seven yards, and then you're going for the deep ball yeah. and into double coverage. Like, yeah. nah. And again, and you know that that's usually when he's the most um, mistake prone, right? When he's trying to make big plays or big throws or something like that where he's forcing it. You tell you can tell he's forcing it because he's like, if I don't take the shot now, where am I ever going to take the shot? Right. right. And we don't know if it's him. We don't know if it's the offensive coordinator, if it's the play calling. We, at this point, it's so hard to freaking know because of how bad the offense looks and how much of in shambles that place is right now uh, defensively there's a vision there's a direction yeah there's a there's a philosophy yes. all of that is set right again we know it's not an elite defense but damn it it's they good enough to compete to win and win games but offensively it's like dog there's so many things to fix we don't have an identity here. we don't have a, a there's no way, like uh, like everything you were saying, it sounds amazing, right? Get an offensive coordinator, get the O line set up, draft, sign this guy, get that guy. But I'm like, bro, the chances of us finding the right answers on offense after all this time, <laughs> it's rare. I'm just, I mean, I'm just pointing out what we need. But looking at this past season, for sure. you know, I, I'm not shitting on Tua. No. I, I think Tua had a lot of great things that he did this season. He still has a winning record as a starter it's for the arguable. Miami Dolphins. It's very arguable. He's, he has that winning pedigree. He's been winning since he was, you know, a kid. He's a he's an adamant professional. You know what I mean? We haven't heard any negative about Tua or anything like that. He, he's low key. He's helping out the community. You know, I, I like I like the guy for him. And that's why I still believe it. I still think that he's still our franchise quarterback. Yo, he could still be that. I think so. He could still I, be I that. I absolutely think but so. But that doesn't mean that, again, that doesn't mean that he's going to be our franchise quarterback in the next year, next season, or the next two seasons. You get what I'm saying? Like, he, he may need more time to develop, and that's fine. 
Go get a temporary resolution. Go get a Russell at, at thirty three. That doesn't make sense to me, dog. Go get a go get what? If you're talking, why about, would you keep Tua at that point, bro? Because if you're gonna game. go make that signing. Let me ask you, what bro. Makes you think hold you're on, gonna hold, hold on, on hold on, hold like on, that? hold on, hold on. That makes hold no on, sense, dog. If there's one guy, if there is one guy in the NFL, dog, that can teach Tua how to be a raw ass quarterback. Is Russell Wilson yes, bro. because they are exactly the same. Of course, I so know. So why not have Russell come and here if, for two and years? If rainbows and dinosaurs were still nah, a come real on, thing. Dog. You come know on. what I mean? You're talking like, like if, but hold on, you're talking like if it's a, a crazy possibility. It's not. That a would crazy. never happen, bro. That would dog. never happen. The, He's already to, for come the Dolphins out. To say, you know what, Tua, you, the guy we drafted with the top five pick two years ago that has done okay for us. We want you to actually sit on the bench now while we pay this other guy way more money than we're going to ever yeah. pay you. Hell yeah. And we want you to learn from him so that we don't pay you as much money later on. When you No way, bro. None of that bro, adds you're, up. You're, you're insane. Because I would bet you whatever you want. Dog, that would it's never not happen. even about that, Jay. Think about it like this, dog. Again, it, it, let me ask you a question. If Russell Wilson is our quarterback this year, same O-line, same everything, same everything, Russell Wilson is our quarterback this year. Are we winning more games? I don't know. He was hurt. He was hurt. How, how many games did he miss? I don't know. He missed like four or five games. Okay. So, again, so you're saying that this year you rather have two over Russell Wilson? Um, I get your argument about Russ. Okay. So, he's a great player. So then he's that, a great so he's then, a great quarterback. So then you can't why, take that away from him. He's a Super Bowl champion quarterback. So then why is it so out of the realm, right, to say, yeah, Russell Wilson is a possibility for the Dolphins? A, he's already talked about being out of I, Seattle. I'm not saying he's not a possibility. So and why are you worried about Tua's feelings if it's like... Well, that's my point, though. We are not going to go out and sign this guy. If we sign this guy and we're going all in on this guy, we're not keeping Tua as his backup, my guy. Bro. That's not happening. Bro. He's going to go away as part of that deal for us to get that. It wouldn't be a trade. He's going to be a free agent, dog. That's fine. Then we're going to sign him, but we're not going to keep Tua. I'm telling you. We would trade Tua away. Like you've said over and over again, plenty of teams could use a guy like Tua. For sure. We would get rid of him. We would not keep him on board. Bro, in my opinion, in my opinion, dog, that's the way to go. Because, again, it's the most... You get the most success out of having both of those guys here because you know that if, if you do so happen to get a chance at Russ, it's not going to be for four or five years. It's not. No. It's, it's just not. Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? So you know that this is a one-year to two-year investment. Win as much as I can right I now. I don't think the Dolphins are, are that team that we're that desperate to like, all right, we have all these pieces. You know who's that team right now? We're that desperate. Do you want to know who's that team right now? Who? The Denver Broncos is that team. Bro, right we're now. that desperate. The Denver Broncos have a great defense. They have good pieces on offense, good receivers. They don't have a quarterback. They got nobody to throw it over there. Chico, we're that on that same level, dog. We're on that same level, dog. We're on that same level. Because again, we look at both defenses and say, yep, both of these dif- defenses can win games. What's the issue here? Offense. What's the main question? Quarterback. Coño. Yeah, but ours is quarterback, running back, and O-line. It's the Broncos, like I just said, they got a good O-line. They got an okay they, O-line. They got an okay O-line, and they got a good running back. They got two good running backs. They got the rookie, and they got Melvin Gordon, who Melvin Gordon's been having a great year this year. He's all right. But he's having a great year. He's getting okay. in the end zone. What running back for the Dolphins is doing that week in and week out? Who knows? Because we have, we have Philip Lindsay. We have Miles Gaskin. Gaskin Ahmed. Ahmed. We have um, was it, uh, Duke Duke Johnson now. You know what I mean? And it's like, ah, uh, we don't have a guy. We don't have a running back, dude. 
All these other teams, they're, they're able to move the but offense because of the fact that you still I need a run game, I bro. get it, dog. But anyways, that's where we're at. Where we're on here. this for way, way too, too long. long. <laughs> we got to start getting into this. Let's uh, wrap up with the Panthers real quick. Let's wrap up with the Panthers real quick. Um, the Panthers are back at home. Passionate. I'm glad we're back. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. And, and whatever. We'll see what happens. Strong feelings, bro. We obviously have we'll strong feelings about the situation. We'll see what happens we'll see. with Tool. We got, we got next week. We'll see what happens with the Patriots. Let's focus on the Panthers. Um they're, they've gotten back to their winning ways. They're 21, 7, and 4 now. Three straight wins. Um, they beat the New York Rangers at home. They beat the crap out of the Tampa Bay oh Lightning. God, dude, was, <laughs> did, did Huberdeau I, have like five goals in that game? Yeah, four assists. But let me tell you something. It's crazy to know like when something big is happening with the Panthers because Joel always texts me, bro, are you watching this? And I'm like, yeah, dog. That, that was nuts, dude. I couldn't believe we We're whooping their ass. It was 8-2 eight, eight, was yeah, the final dog. score? No, 9-3, 9-3. Nine three, yeah, and then we follow that up by beating a good team in Montreal, right? Five two, um, and those were all pretty much consecutive games. We played on the 29th against the Rangers, um, then we played on the thirtieth, and then we end up playing on New Year's Day against Montreal, and. This all came from having that four-game break for the Panthers. They had that COVID issue where the NHL was uh, postponing games left and right. They're over 75 games now that they've postponed because of COVID this right. season, um, yeah. which must be a scheduling nightmare, but I'm sure they'll figure it out some way. They're professionals. They got that. Yeah, I guess. You know, they'll figure yeah, it out. Maybe Can- cut up- Canada's like shutting down, so like I, I know it was tougher Raptors- teams to travel. I know the Raptors don't have any fans in their games. I don't know if the same yeah, thing was yeah, yeah, for any yeah. of the Canadian teams. Same, same. Hockey teams. It, it, they had a hard time getting in and out of the country. Yeah, it's been tough. So it was kind of tough. Um, but at least for the Panthers, it's been beneficial, right? Because they got a couple of guys to come back, um, mainly Duclair. Duclair, uh, yo. He's such a vital part of this team, Huge, bro. bro. Such Huge. a vital part of this team. You know, I always focus on our, you know, the main guys. You yeah, know, right, know, but you but forget about him been, sometimes. Dog. He's a guy that I've really been taking a liking to a lot this season. Bro, he, he plays... With a lot of passion, you can tell that, bro. He makes a difference he's a glue he's guy. Ice, I feel like ice. he's a glue guy. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a guy that like really gels everybody right. else together. Um, and people like playing with him. Yeah, you can tell bro. His team rides for absolutely, him. absolutely, dog. And you know he had a great, a great comeback, and it's great to see him here. We had also Sam Bennett. Um, he came back and was kicking ass in 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 the couple of games that he's been back. But unfortunately, he caught a. Kind of like a illegal check penalty that they kind of missed in the Montreal game. So he's going to be serving a three game suspension without pay. Um, Damn, that's a rough one, you know? Yeah, man. But it was uh, he, a whole month. I, yeah, bro. But he hit him in the head. So they're always going to be cautious with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but and, just like, like take, put him in the box uh, for two minutes. Well, that's the thing. He didn't even get a penalty for it. So when they went back and reviewed it, because they always review the games, right? To, to judge like the refereeing and whatnot to see, make sure they didn't miss anything. They're like, yo, you guys missed this. Dead obvious, you know, collision. The guy was laid out. You know what I'm saying? Like on a stretcher, neck brace, the whole nine. All right, Thankfully, wait. he's okay. <clears throat> I had to look this up. So I'm looking back at the the Lightning Panthers game. Yeah, Huberdeau had four assists. Yep, but he says it has five points. So yeah, he gets four p- off the assist, and he had a goal himself. Right, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Everybody what scored, bro. Uh, everybody scored. Duclair had two goals and one assist. It felt like there was one, two, three, four, six different scores, I think, that night. Seven different scores. Yep. An amazing team. Um, but that just shows you how deep the Panthers are, right? Like where everybody can contribute offensively and defensively. Because, yeah, you know, it could have turned into a shootout where it's like 9-7, 9-6. But the Panthers just didn't get a carry away with just trying to pour it on an offense. They were building that through their defense. And a lot of that has shown in those last three games. Right. You know, gave up three goals against New York Rangers. But Bar- Big Barbrowski put up 30, 
30 saves. Face 33 shots, let in three goals, and, and stop the other 30. That's really hard to do, right? Like, that's a tough percentage. And, again, the goals that you're giving up are probably amazing goals. So, whatever. To give up three shot, three goals on three shots, that's not that bad when you're facing 33 shots. But then he bounces back um, in the Montreal game and only lets in two goals early on. So, we're getting a lot of consistent play, again, from the, from the goalie spot. Spencer Knight, a really good night against the... Against Tampa Bay, he was in in post for that Tampa Bay game. It feels like the Panthers are kind of healthy again. Everybody's back one hundred percent. They're back to feeling confident. They're back to feeling groovy, and and it's really showing in their style of playing and showing in the scoreline because they're they're not only putting up goals but they're minimizing the amount of goals right. that they were giving up, which comes from the penalties. I've been watching and they've been way better giving up on giving up penalties. And I really feel like that has changed a lot of the momentum in their favor offensively where they're able to score more because they're not always just playing a man down or trying to play even guys on even guys. As of today, Tuesday, January 4th, they are second in the Atlantic Division, 21-7 and seven record. Gotta get it, man. 46 points. Uh, they're just they're second place to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who we just beat. So, um, And I say that as of right now because right now, as we're recording this, they're actually playing uh, the Calgary... Was it the Calgary Flames? Yeah, um, and they're up four to two in the second period. Smash! So let's go. There's a man. chance, you know, we can, if we win this game, uh, I think we go up in the standings yep. temporarily. early. Yep. And again, it's just uh, build that consistency. Four games in a row, five games in a row, six games in a row. Things we were seeing early on in the season where it was like, all right, this is how the Panthers are really excluding themselves from the rest of like, at home. the top tier teams. Yeah, especially at home. You have bro. to. Got to win at home. Got to win, win at home, ice because now we got a nice little. Uh, we got two games on the road coming up. Uh, later this week yep. on Thursday we play the Stars and then uh, on Saturday we play the Hurricanes on the road. Yeah, that Hurricanes so, game is going to be tough, man. Carolina yep. and we beat Carolina. We were well, I think we were supposed to play Carolina in one of those four games. Yeah, we were supposed to play Minnesota, um, Chicago, Nashville, and Carolina. So I'm sure that one of those games are going to be made up. You know, within these next couple of gotcha. weeks. Yeah, they got to squeeze that in somewhere. Yeah, man. Um, real quick, bro. National championship in college football. Oh, we got snap. Alabama versus Georgia. Yeah. So, quick recap. So, we had the, the playoff already happened, right? So, yep. Cincinnati, Bama, everybody, you know, thought. Cincinnati had a chance. Nah, nobody Psych. thought that. <laughs> Psych. That shit was Bama all the way. Yeah, for Bama sure. Bama did. They were who we thought they were. Yep. And Went out then, there and put a defensive performance on those guys. Big time, though. And then Georgia steamrolled Michigan. Michigan. At Oof. the Hard Rock Stadium, Oof. shout out to Hard Rock for sure. Um, steamrolled them, dog. Straight I mean, up. they just did whatever the hell they wanted. They were throwing trick plays in there and shit. They were going off. Kirby Smart has really got that Georgia team cooking, man. You know, and, and what's funny is that Alabama played Georgia earlier this year. Yep, or actually, SEC early title, yeah, earlier in December, and ended up beating them forty-two to twenty-four. And it was like, damn. That's how you can tell, like sometimes that level of separation when you give a guy like Sapin and his staff time to prepare for another team. Uh, Do you think Kirby and the Bulldogs get redemption this Sunday? I, I think so. Or I think Nick so. Saban continue to do what he's the best at doing. The fact that the fact that you know Georgia is the favorite right now. They're started off as a really yeah minus oh, two minus two points. They were a favorite on the last. They game were too. favorite in the last game too. But I feel like they know that. Now they ca- they carry that confidence. I don't feel like they were confident enough in themselves. You know what I'm saying? And like Kirby Smart definitely took some things away from that that first game where he's like, "All right, this shit ain't happening to us again ever." And this is how we're gonna attack this team if we ever face them again. 
Sam Bennett the fourth. When you have a name like the fourth behind right. your last name, like you got you you fun a ball out, right? Like hopefully, yeah. And I really think he's the X factor for Georgia. And I, I think that Alabama's gonna have a hard time trying to like contain him to or stop him from making big throws because that's his thing, man. He's he's like kind of like Baker Mayfield ish, where he's sometimes inconsistent, but he, he's really powerful with it when it comes to arm strength. And oh. he can make some throws, Don't dog. Don't compare anybody to Baker right nah, now, dog. Baker's he's on the rough trash, patch. Son. Big son, trash. <laughs> but we'll see, man. It's going to be an interesting game, and we'll talk about it as we get closer, man. But Shoot, so I, I see what you're saying, man. And I'm I, going I, with thought all those, I thought all those same things. I thought all those same things going into the last game. You know, they were favored again, and I was like, I think, I think Bama's got it finally. I think this <laughs> is the year Bama, you know, runs away with it. And, man, they, they, got, they got smacked in the math. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, yeah. uh... I was rough, and I was like, damn, of course. Why wouldn't you bet Bama? Bama was the underdog. Like, it's Bama, Ugh. dog. Like, why wouldn't you? And then now, here we are a month later. Again. Same situation, dog. And shoot, you just said Georgia. I like the Bulldogs. I, I do. I, I don't want to go for Bama, so I'm going to say go Bulldogs. Let's go. I don't want Bama to win. Nick Saban, you can go yourself. <laughs> Strictly from a Miami Dolphins fan's point of view. Yeah, and I stopped myself from cussing just in case somebody's mom is watching. Attaboy. Attaboy. Um, bro, let's wrap this up, man. Let's do uh, it. <coughs> yeah, hey, man. First episode of the year. In the books. In the books, the books, in the books you know man. Saying? In the books. You know, you guys know what to do, man. It's the brand new year, but it's the same routine for you guys. Yes, you got to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell another friend. About this amazing podcast, because we're going to be doing some big things this year, baby. You see the drip? Yes, sir. You see the drip? The drip is coming. And then what are you going to do? You're going to cop the drip. But how do you find out about the drip? You got to follow us on follow social us. media. Check us out on YouTube, Sports with Soso Podcast. Uh, we're doing the spaces a lot more. Shout out to everybody who's joined us on the spaces, man. Big, big shout out to you guys. Like, subscribe, and tell a friend, baby, as always. Let's do it, man. Until next time. Peace. peace.